The time has come to get ready for the 2022 World Cup. And what better way to prepare than by revisiting the World Cup's most amazing goals? I'm Brian Phillips. I'm making a podcast about the history of the Men's World Cup, told through the stories of 22 iconic goals. The show's called 22 Goals. It's out now on the Ringer Podcast Network, and we're having so much fun. It's New York, New York, presented by FanDuel. The second half of the NBA season is here, and you can bet on the action with an assist from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, you can check out the new and improved Parlay Hub. Filter by odds, sport, and bet type to easily find the most popular parlays. And same-game parlays, all on one page. Plus, start betting on the Explore page and the Pulse and Bet Live. Same-game parlays for every NBA game. So download the app today and bet with FanDuel, official partner of the NBA. The Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit theringer.com slash RG to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode. For additional details, must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 100 Gambler or visit theringer.com slash RG. This episode is brought to you by Lululemon. Guys, if you're ready for a new pair of pants, try one of Lululemon's ABC pants. They're made to make you look and feel good. And there's lots of different styles to choose from. My favorite, because I walk around LA every day, I like the joggers. I'm not jogging, I'm just walking fast. But if you're working out, I would try them out. And if you want something a little sleek, maybe business-like, maybe try the ABC Slim Fit Trouser, but I am a joggers guy. I just, once COVID happened, I was just like, I'm, I wanna wear jogging pants and joggers and all kinds of soft pants as much as I possibly can, especially when I'm working out. Ultra comfortable and versatile. ABC pants are really in a league of their own. Buy a pair right now at lululemon.com. Let's roll, baby. Welcome in. It is a big day if you were a fan of the New York Yankees. Aaron Judge, show me the money. That's what happens, ladies and gentlemen, when you bet on yourself, when you have a record-setting season, you get the bag. And I have said this all along. This is not a surprise to anyone who is listening right about now. The Yankees had to. They had to up the ante to make sure that Aaron Judge was going to be in Yankee pinstripes for a long period of time. You had a sweat yesterday. Arson Judge going to the San Francisco Giants. The Time Magazine article. The annoyance at Brian Cashman for leaking the comments and leaking the contract that he did at the beginning of the year. But I think the bottom line for Aaron Judge was simple. He wanted to be here. Sometimes it's really as simple as that, folks. The San Diego Padres, God bless them, they got a boatload of money. I I don't know how the San Diego Padres continue to do it. They offered him 10 years at $400 million. And basically, according to reports, Judge got on the phone with Hal Steinbrenner and said, look, I want to be here. You got to give me that ninth year. And 
I think Hal Steinbrenner and the Yankees realized, hey, guess what? We have no choice here. We have got to find a way to get this done because there is no plan B. We said this yesterday. I'll say it again. What was the plan B for the Yankees if Aaron Judge ended up playing somewhere else? Brandon Nimmo? Please. They had to do this. They had to show that they can act like the New York Yankees. Now, I'm not throwing a parade down a canyon of heroes. The Yankees have more work to do before all of a sudden now I'm pounding my chest feeling giddy about where I stand this offseason. But this was one of the overarching questions that has been, let's be real, hovering around the franchise going back to the beginning of last year. What is going to happen with Aaron Judge? Well, now you know. He's going to be a Yankee for life. He's going to end up in Monument Park. He's probably going to end up the next captain of the New York Yankees. And these, to me, are all things that add value to that contract. And look, I I, I don't know how Aaron Judge is going to hold up in year seven or year eight or year nine of that deal. But if he wins the Yankees a World Series and he delivers another three or four outstanding years in his prime, you do it. For anybody who is a Yankee fan against bringing Judge back, and I, it, it's hard to believe that there are Yankee fans out there who would feel this way. Here is my question to you. What would you have done? What, what would have been your pivot point? And, and don't tell me you're going to blow up the team because they got Garrett Cole here. They got Anthony Rizzo here. They got John Carl Stan here. They weren't going to do that. You could see it in the Yankees' faces, specifically Boone yesterday. If you watched him meet with the media, uh, he looked scared shitless. Like, the idea of him losing Aaron Judge, like, would have been catastrophic. The franchise would not have been able to survive it for next year and the following year. My key for the Yankees now is great. Your franchise player is back. He's where he belongs. You acted like the Yankees in keeping him. But it's got to continue. Like, the Yankees cannot just say now, hey, we got Aaron Judge, that's our offseason, away we go. Because you weren't good enough to beat the Houston Astros. You need to show me, hey, we're looking to improve, we're looking to get better. So we're taping this at 12.30 in the afternoon. Does that mean Carlos Rodon? Does that mean bringing back Andrew Benintendi? Like, these are questions that we will answer in the days, in the weeks, in the months ahead. Have the Yankees closed the gap on the Houston Astros? But they had to keep Aaron Judge. It's as simple as that. For what he means to the franchise, for what he means to the clubhouse, and oh, by the way, he's one of the best players in all Major League Baseball. What kind of message would it send if the Yankees let Aaron Judge go to the San Francisco Giants or the San Diego Padres? And listen, he could have went to San Diego for the highest bid. He didn't. I mean, it's not like Judge got chump change. So it's not like he took much of a discount, but... He wanted to be here. So, all in all, the necessary move for the New York Yankees. Step one. And I'm not complaining about it. Let's let it off. We head to Westchester. Our main man, Anthony, starts off the party. What's up, baby? JJ, how we doing, brother? Anthony, as I told you, never a doubt, bro. Never a doubt. Uh, I don't know. I wasn't as confident as you. There was definitely some doubt, especially after Heyman just absolutely tortured everybody yesterday. Um, but look, like you said, yes, they had no choice but to do this. 
It's poor planning, in my opinion. This should have tried to been locked. This should have been locked up the minute they were eliminated in Boston after that pathetic showing in the wild card game. That's when talk should have started before the lockout, not three weeks before spring training. Um, look, we got him back. We know he's our guy. We know he can perform in the regular season. There is no doubt about that. He's had two incredible years and one well above average year. The health, does it scare you? Yeah, but listen, you got to pay, you got to pay to play. It's just simple as that. Now, like you said, they have to do more. We are nowhere near. We're not even in the same stratosphere as, as Houston right now. They took us in four games, picked us up by our ankles, smacked us around the ass, and just beat the ever-living shit out of us and embarrassed us. And Judge was a culprit of that, too. His career postseason, it is not good. He has nine years to fix that and fix his legacy in New York. Excellent point. Excellent, excellent point, Anthony. Aaron Judge now needs to go and give you one of those postseasons for the ages. But hey, he's going to have plenty of opportunities to do so. That's what this boils down to. Anthony, you could not sell your fans on Aaron Judge going and playing somewhere else, dude. You know it and I know it. You couldn't do it. No, you you, you could not. And I also just, I mean, this is just me just being, you know, a little, I guess, egotistical. Let's not give Judge too much credit about settling with the Yankees when the Padres gave him more. At the end of the day, the Padres at 400, or now the number is 410. After the taxes all come out of that, he still makes more in New York signing at 360. That's simple as that. It's just simple math. Fernando Tatis signed for 341. His net take-home is 153. California taxes, in my opinion, are what crushed any chance of San Fran or San Diego actually swooping in and taking him if Hal didn't go the nine years. That's just my opinion. Look at Anthony. Great call as always. Breaking down the math for us of New York taxes compared to California taxes. And for anyone who is a New York taxpayer, you know, we're not exactly dealing with the Florida, Texas tax rate. But yeah, the state of California may have us beat on that. They may have us beat on that. Look, I think Judge wanted to be here. Despite that Time Magazine article that came out, the guy loves the idea, and he should. He's the face of the New York Yankees. That means something. I'm sorry. Why, why do you think Shohei Otani right now is dying to get out of the Angels? The guy's in oblivion. Like, Mike Trout has been in oblivion. There are certain franchises that enhance your brand. The Yankees are number one on that list. You can't sit there and tell me that doesn't matter. The great Anthony in Syosset is up next. Hello, Syosset. You know, I figured you slept in today because I didn't see you on Twitter. I didn't, I didn't hear from you. I said he probably stayed up all night. Well, I'll tell you what happened. We had a late night. We had a late night at SNN. Uh, we had to be on guard for breaking news with Judge. You never know what can happen with the winter meetings. And, yeah, I woke up. Didn't set an alarm. Don't ask why. And then, of course, I get 10 zillion text messages that Aaron Judge signed. And I'm like, look, we got to attack this. We got to have a J room like we always do. But I, I need to get a little Starbucks in me before we do that. So I went for the walk, got the coffee. And now, Syosset, you don't have to worry about telling your son about what will happen if Aaron Judge is playing elsewhere. He's got his guy now for the next 15 years, basically, of his of his childhood. Let's be honest. Judge will be to him what Donnie was to you. Yeah. Now, obviously, the only difference is I hope Judge delivers him a title. Donnie delivered me a home run in 95. 
but I hope Judge delivers him a title. And you know that was my concern. You, you and I have been on the same page since opening day. We figured the years was going to be an issue. I wanted to see what the market was going to dictate. I told you the minute I saw what the Phillies gave Turner, I said, Judge is getting nine years. I always thought he was coming back, but last night was the exception after the Heyman tweet. I, we, we were shitting ourselves for a few hours. Let's be fair. I know Charlie, myself, we, you know, th- th- there was a point last night where I began to envision what is the post-judge Yankee era going to look like. And I started, JJ, I'm being serious. I started making the changes on the field, on the field. And on the field, I said, you know what? They'll, they'll pivot. I said, they'll be okay. But then I thought off the field. I thought of the fact losing him to the Giants after giving Cashman four years. How do you sell that, Syosset? How do you sell that? You can't sell it. You can't sell it. Uh, having a guy that you developed, that you brought up, and not bringing him back. So again, I want to be clear, because we all know this was a win-loss either way. If you lose him, you can make the case that on the field, you can still put together a competitive team. But how do you sell it to your fan base? If you keep him, yeah, now you have all the Met fans coming out. Good luck, you know, on the last five years of the contract. So either way. Yeah, you know what they'll say, I said? That's fine, though. Listen, the next four or five years, we'll see what Aaron Judge's body looks like. We'll see how he holds up. But you have a win-now team. You have a win-now window. How are you a better team losing Aaron Judge? Like, this is not, Anthony, a loaded free agent market where you can say, wow, the Yankees can do this or the Yankees can do that. They can pivot and go and get so-and-so. Who are they, who are they pivoting to go and get? Brandon Nimmo? Anthony, could you imagine if the Yankees tried selling you And I like Brian Reynolds. I think he's a good player with the Pirates. If they end up trading for him instead of going and re-signing Andrew Benintendi, I'm not going to complain. But could you imagine trying to sell the fan base on you're better with Brandon Nimmo and Brian Reynolds over Aaron Judge? Come on, man. No way. This is the same team right now that this guy was basically responsible by himself for probably over 12, over 12, 13 wins this year. You take him off the team this year, look what they would have done, right? Look what they would have done. And this is the same team for now, at least that you're going to war with next year. And I, I know you got a lot of people that want to talk today. We've, I'm, I'm tired. Thank God the whole thing's over. But I want to say this. You could talk uh, Radon. You could talk Benetend. You could talk Nimmo all you want. The biggest move that Cashman can make for me this, this winter. And if he does it, I tip my hat. I really do. I don't care if it's for, 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 for nickels on the dollar. If he figures out a way to get rid of Hicks and, and Donaldson, I mean, I will be shocked, but that will be him earning his contract to me because then you bring the kids in, you have, you have no issues playing them, you get dead weight off the team, you could throw IKF in there too. So it's not so much the additions to me, but it's the addition by subtraction. Which, which should have been Sanchez from a money standpoint last year, but that's done. It's the addition by subtraction. That's, that's the big take for me. No one's going to pick up the entirety of the Donaldson contract. But again, you, you, you take him for nickels on the dollar. I tip my hat to the cash, man. Uh, Syosset, appreciate the call. Listen, let's hope Donaldson and Hicks have played their last game as New York Yankees. I don't need to see either one of those guys in Yankee pinstripes next year. Let's head to our buddy Morris. He joins us. Hello, Morris. JJ, what's going on? Morris, never a doubt, bro. Even though we're shitting bricks yesterday with that Heyman tweet, that was the first time I legitimately believed, to Syosset's point, that he could leave. But I have to admit, Morris, when it went about four or five hours after the Heyman tweet and after the retraction and nothing transpired, I was like, man, the Yankees got to find a way to get this done. Didn't you feel that way? No, 100%. And that's why I'm going to thank John Heyman. 
because the only reason why I believe he's a Yankee today is because I think Hal Simer looked in the future and said, what the fuck are we going to do now without Aaron Judge for those seven minutes? And I think every single Yankee fan was thinking, what are we doing? It just, it turned out to be a, a blessing in disguise, honestly. Well, Morris, I have to be honest. You know, somebody asked me yesterday, well, what do the Yankees do? And I was like, uh, assuming, of course, Aaron Judge was going to leave. And I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, you know, normally it's obvious. You're like, oh, go and get this guy. Go and get that guy. You can't replace Aaron Judge. And if it means year six, year seven, year eight of the contract are not going to be as productive, so be it. You're the Yankees. Find a way to make it work. But now, Morris, in order to validate and vindicate this, Aaron Judge got to go win a World Series now. Enough is enough. He's got to go have one of those A-Rod, uh, you know, Derek Jeter type of postseasons, A-Rod 09, Jeter 2000. Go be the man for an October and go carry the Yankees to a championship. 1,000%. In terms of Cashman, I'm relieved right now, but I'm not content right now. They still got to make more moves. Whether that means getting Rodon, whether that means getting Benintendi back, they still got to make more moves. And I hope, I pray that I don't have to see fucking Aaron Hicks playing in the Yankee uniform ever again. Just like Anthony just said, it's really dead weight. And like we have to get them off the roster and bring up young guys, Volpe, Peraza, whoever it is. We need to get these guys playing because you saw with Jeremy Pena last year. Obviously, these young guys can play if you're given the opportunity. That's the hope for the Yankees, that finally they can have a youngster come up and have the sort of impact that, you know, Michael Harris did or that Jeremy Pena did for the Houston Astros. Maybe that's Volpe or Peraza next year. One can only help. Let's head to our main man, Eric, who is up next. Eric, hello, buddy. JJ, so happy they brought Judge back. I have no problem with the years. See, it's funny you say happy. I'm using a different vocabulary word. I'm relieved that they brought Aaron Judge back. I, I can't even say it's happiness, Eric. It's it's. I'm relieved, but fair enough. Relieved is a better word. I'll go with that. Uh, I have no problem with the years. Uh, when you do a nine-year deal when the guy's 30, you're really paying for the first five. Uh, I think the signs were there. You know, they, they re-signed Rizzo. They're really close friends. Rizzo's the de facto leader in the clubhouse. Judge is sort of the number two guy there. So you have that core intact in terms of leadership perspective. Um, I think one of the biggest reasons why he came back is Judge is really, uh, he understands legacy. He understands New York. And he knows what that would mean to not just his legacy, but this city if he were able to deliver a championship. I think that's the quest now. Uh, so I'm, I'm glad that, He's back, but in terms of what other moves need to be made, I like the Camley signing. Loved him when he was here. He's a high leverage guy. He was not afraid of big moments. So to have that part of the bullpen a little bit more bolstered, uh, good sign there. But there, um, like everyone else is saying, more uh, moves need to be made. I think Hicks, Donaldson have to go. They have to find a way to get off those contracts, even if you're going to eat seventy cents on the dollar. Hopefully they bring Benintendi back like his lefty bat to balance out the lineup and hopefully another starter because uh, Tyone, you saw he signed with the Cubs this morning. No problem with that, but we need to have better starting pitching. Yeah, go get Rodon. I mean, to me, go make that a legit strength. You have Cole, Rodon, Nestor, and Severino. That is an unbelievable one through four. That is the sort of one through four exactly that you would feel very good about going into a postseason series with and I love the idea, Eric, always of adding a lefty pitching at Yankee Stadium. That is always something I've been about. I always think it's been a strength of the Yankees. You think about, you know, going back to Whitey Ford, going back to Ron Guidry, of course, Andy Pettit and CeCe Sabathia. 
Left-handed pitchers have thrived over the years at Yankee Stadium. I, I want Rodon. That, to me, is my number one target right now for the New York Yankees. Go get that done. I'll take him any day. And I think one last thing. With Houston at the top of the mountain, they're our white whale. We have to knock them off, which means we have to start behaving the way Houston does and doing things the way they do. And that's calling up the young kids and letting them become mainstays and cornerstones this season. You need to be uh, Peraza, Cabrera, Volpe. I want all three of those guys find their way into the lineup, mix them around it the way you have to. I think whether DJ's healthy or not, it's going to uh, be a big component as to whether we keep Glaber. But assume Glaber's here, move the guys around a little bit, let them get their feet wet and contribute. That's what Houston's done. They've lost uh, great players like Springer and um, who's the shortstop, Correa. Correa and Cole. And now they lose Verlander. And mark my word, Eric, they aren't going to miss a beat because they're a winning organization and they know how to draft and develop and get the next guy up there. So the Yankees haven't done as good a job of that. I mean, outside of Aaron Judge, who is the position player that's really thrived? Glaber. And the Yankees are basically on the verge of saying goodbye to Glaber Torres. I think if DJ LeMay was right, he'd 1,000% be traded. I want all three of those guys, to your point, to have roles on this team. The question is, what will their roles, dare I say, be? Is Peraza the shortstop? Is Volpe going to be the second baseman down the road? I like Waldo as a guy who kind of bounces around all over the place. I want to have depth on the team. That That's me. Let's head to uh, Ian. He joins us. Hello, Ian. How we doing, bud? Hey, JJ. How you doing? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I'm kind of on the same page with you. This is something they had to do. Uh, but to your point and to a few of the callers' points, um, you know, still got to get over the Houston hump. And this doesn't, doesn't actually do anything to make the Yankees better. This just keeps us the same. So what else is going to happen? Now, I think there's one thing very worth noting, which we've seen with a lot of organizations in the past when they've handed out mega deals like this. Uh, I mean, you can look at the Angels now, but even going back to like A-Rod in Texas or Robbie Cano to Seattle, it kind of can handcuff an organization. Now, Yankees have a deeper checkbook, but you got a lot of resources tied up in Cole, Judge, Stanton long term. So one of the things that's, that's been a knock on Cashman the last few years is these teams haven't stayed healthy. Um, so now that margin for error is going to be a lot less because his resources to cover up those mistakes at trade deadlines, he's not going to have the same flexibility and the same leeway. So I'm really curious to see where this goes. Do you have any predictions? As far as what the Yankees do next, I want Rodone and Benintendi. Mark my words, Ian, they're not going to sign both of those guys. I think they're going to target one of them. And I think their hope is that they can go cheap at a couple of different positions. And that's fine. Listen, if your youngsters are up to the challenge, I got no problem with it. They just got to be good. Like, the Astros lost Carlos Correa. He is a terrific shortstop. No one complains because Jeremy Pena looked apart, was ready. Yeah, and it went and won LCS MVP and won World Series MVP. I'm not saying that's going to happen for a Yankee prospect. The point is, they got to come up and look like they belong. So the Yankees, yes, locked up Cole, big money. Judge, monster money. Stanton, on the books for a lot. Where can they save? Shortstop. And I think down the road, second base. I think their hope is Peraza and Volpe is their middle infield for the next five, six years. But are both of those guys going to be good enough? That's the question. And I don't know the answer to that yet. 
I hope it's yes, but I don't know. Let's head to our buddy Jay in Charleston. Or oh, are you down in Charleston, Jay? I have no idea. What's up, dude? Yeah, man, play a lot of golf down there, brother. I, oh, must be nice. Must be nice. That sounds stellar. Stellar. What? Weather and taxes down here are beautiful things. But I got to disagree with Eric. He said, do what the Astros do. The Astros would have never signed Judge. Do we need to go through the list of guys they've let go that they just replaced? No, I understand that. They lost a lot of guys. Listen, they have lost a lot of guys, but they also re-signed Altuve. Did they not? They also re-signed Bregman. They kind of pick and choose who they go after. But let's be fair about this. The Yankee resources are far greater than the Astro resources. They are. I, the word I'm using, relieves good. I'm going to use lukewarm. I think the Yankees had to do this. You got to keep the casual fan into it. They love the yes ratings being on the home run chase. But the bottom line is, JJ, I know you play the stock market. This is like buying a stock at its all-time high. The, the, the likelihood of him doing this again in the regular season, nil. So uh, what I'm saying is we need two championships out of this. I don't care when they are, but we need two champions out of this to validate overpaying and for this many years, for a guy at his size that, let's be honest, at some point, the knees and the feet are become major problems. And we got a lot of DHs already on this team. So I'm just saying, I'm lukewarm about this. This is the bare minimum. I have no faith in how that he's going to do what we need to do. The IKF pickup, that option made me sick to my stomach. And to me, the Astros are still our daddy. And this doesn't change this. I need to see a lot more, brother. I understand that, Jay. I, I totally understand that. That's why I want a big pitcher. That's why I want Benintendi back. That's why you're hoping that these youngsters are going to, dare I say, look the part and do the job. I don't know. Find out. The Cobra joins us. Hello, Cobra. So, uh, you know, it was funny. Last night when uh, Heyman made his announcement, a buddy of ours gives me a call. And uh, you can hear in his voice, you know, there was some blubbering. Now, I don't know if he ate a, a Big Mac. But it sounded like crying to me that this guy, you know, Aaron Judge, the franchise, the face of the franchise had left to go to San Francisco where you got people defecating in the street. And again, I think Aaron Judge at the end of the day, it boiled down to, look, I'm the face of baseball. You can go to San Francisco and play there and have a great career. And they've won three World Series over the past 12 years. But at the end of the day, this is the this is the number one market. He understands his legacy. He understands being here. When you're listed among the greats like Lou Gehrig, Jeter, Mickey Mantle, Babe Ruth, Jody, that's that's something special. In San Francisco, you're not going to have that. And even going to San Diego, again, San Diego, great franchise. Love that city. Love going over to Tijuana and partying over on Revolution and going to Hong Kong. It's great. But at the end of the day, that part of the country, the West Coast, Dodger Stadium, they've had a great team for 10 years now. One World Series, those people, they, they come in the third, they leave in the seventh. So again, he understands his legacy. Now, Brian Cashman, he lit a candle last night at Temple Shalom, thanked the rabbi, went over to his church. He, he, he prayed last night. Well, Cobra, let's be honest. Let's be honest about this. He should be very thankful that his general, that his owner decided to go to ninth year for Aaron Judge. Because I don't know if you feel this way. If Judge had left the Yankees, and the sense I get is that Cashman would have been crushed far more than Hal Steinbrenner. Maybe that sounds crazy, but I think people would have blamed Brian Cashman for not getting this done sooner, number one. 
And number two, leaking the contract that he did right before opening day. Well, again, yeah, no, he definitely would have been blamed more than how. Hal has skated pretty much. You know, let, let's call it what it is. George did not want to leave this team to Hal and rest in peace Hank. It was Steve Swindell who was going to run this team until he decided to drive drunk and whatever he was doing behind Jennifer's back. Let's call it what it is. He did not want to leave this to his kids. And now Brian Cashin, pretty much, you might as well call him the managing partner or whatever. He might as well be. Cobra, he might as well be. You know he's got a lifetime contract with the Yankees. I mean, he's he will be the GM of the Yankees as long as he wants to be. That's what it boils down to. He'll decide when his terms are coming to an end, not how time running. A hundred percent. And and my thing is this. Look, they had to do this from a from a business standpoint, not from a baseball standpoint. Look, a baseball standpoint, Syosset said it great. He goes, look, could, have, could they put together a competitive team on the field next year? A hundred percent. You go give Xander Bogart's money. You redo some things. And also, again, the other thing on the baseball standpoint, you know, we, we can talk about the kids and everything of that nature. Because they finally have to play here. That's that's a big thing. I've, I've kept hearing about these prospects for years now. But at the end of the day, Aaron Judge sells tickets. Aaron Judge is what gets corporate corporate boxes to re-sign and re-sign packages. That's it. And 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 again, this is a business here. So I give I give Judge all the credit in the world. You know, at the end of the day, the money's the same. If you talk about the taxes, I do business out in San Francisco. It's horrendous horrendous how to do to do business out there. You know, just what you pay in tax alone. So I, I he made the right choice. He knows his legacy. But at the end of the day, are we any better? No, we're the same. No, right now, that's a fair point, Cobra. Listen, that's why it's relief. That's, not, uh, that's why I'm not overjoyed necessarily about this news. And that's why the next couple of weeks are important. The Yankees got to get better. We all know that. If you think this team is good enough right now as is to beat the Astros, you're not paying attention. This episode is brought to you by Empower. You got money questions like, can I retire early? What are my best savings options? Can I afford to pay for my kid's education? Luckily, Empower has all the answers. With Empower's real-time dashboard and real live conversations, you get clarity on your real-life financial goals. So join 18 million Americans at Empower What's Next. Start today at Empower.com. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. Sponsored by Empower, not an endorsement or a statement of satisfaction by a client. Sweat. You mean armpit tears of weakness brought about by poor deodorant choices? Say goodbye to that salty river that floweth from your underarm with Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Made for 24-7 sweat protection with daily use and an undeniable smell of cedarwood and lime. Mmm. Giving you the confidence you need to quit your job, move to a remote island, and spend your days frolicking with dolphins. Old Spice Swagger Antiperspirant. Shop Old Spice now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Wow. You know, it's a big day in Yankee land when the esteemed Neil Keefe checks in. Buddy, he's back for nine years. Your thoughts? How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, I think 
you know, just coming in the last few minutes, I think everyone's kind of hit it on the head. You with the word relief, um, the last guy there who was always a good, always a good time to listen to speaking about how this was a business decision. And it was, it was how Steinbrenner had to make this move because he wasn't worried about the Yankees getting back to the ALCS or winning 99 or 100 games. He was worried about his the 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 end result and that's the money because judge sells tickets he sells jerseys even if the team sucks he's a he's a draw and he had to do it for business reasons if that that's the number one reason not the winning reasons and we're going to find out just how much he cares about the winning when he told judge in this private conversation that he made public on yes that he said you know we need to sign you and do other things i don't know what the other things are i mean verlander's off the table the grom's off the table trey turner's off the table if it's signed Ben Intendi and, and like you mentioned, signed Rodon as well, okay, like, yeah, that's a good team. That's a good offseason. Let's be fair about that, Neil. That's a good offseason for the Yankees. But right now, people, you look on social media, are celebrating like the Yankees just went out and signed some big-name free agent that wasn't... Well, they shouldn't. See, that that's important. You should make that distinction. The Yankees held serve here. The Yankees avoided embarrassment here. The Yankees did not... This is not even the same deal as when they got Garrett Cole a few years ago where you felt like they added to what they had. This is the Yankees avoiding embarrassment and disaster. Right. And this isn't like a celebration like you just mentioned or when they got Sabathia and Teixeira and like out of nowhere. This is they had to do this. They had to keep judge because otherwise they're going to go even further backward than they already have. But they in, in the seven weeks or whatever it's been since the season ended, they haven't done anything to get better. They're, they haven't closed the four-win gap that happened in the ALCS. And the Astros losing Verlander doesn't necessarily even hurt them because... Isn't that crazy, Neil? Isn't that crazy? They lose a guy who's the Cy Young Award winner, and he had a 1-6 ERA, and he's been a Yankee killer throughout his career. Now, he's not a World Series killer. We know that, but he's been a Yankee killer. And yet, the Astros, you feel like, eh, they'll be all right. Valdez, McCullers, Javier... They'll probably get another guy out of the minor leagues who throws 98 and will shut down the Yankees. The, the Astros know what they're doing a lot of the time when it comes to that stuff, dude. You ain't kidding. Right. And so it's not going to hurt them. So they'll, you know, they'll win the West. They'll be right back there. For the Yankees, though, like that's still the measuring stick is the Astros. Are you better than the Astros? And right now, no, they're not. If they get Benintendi, they're still not because we we saw the Yankees with Benintendi. If they get Rodon, okay, they're getting closer, but... But in fairness, O'Neal, in fairness, what move could the Yankees have made that you'd say definitively they're better than the Astros? What, signing Trey Turner in addition to that? You and I both know they weren't going to do that. And I, I, I can't, in fairness, Neil, I can't even kill the Yankees. You know what I mean? Like, they, are the Yankees now going to go and add another $300 million contract? No, they're not. No, but it's funny. I, I saw Heyman tweeted earlier about, like, how the the Padres are willing to go to 400 million uh, judge and they already have Machado they, at three. They've got Tatis at whatever crazy number he's got. They had Hosmer before they moved him. They traded for Soto. They took on, you know, you Darvish's money, Blake Snell. Like the, the, there's no teams more small market than the Padres. And if they're willing to have all these big deals and make all these moves, the Yankees payroll should be triple of what it is right now. But obviously that's a story for another time. I just think, you know, this is a move, like you said, they had to make because if they don't have judge, well, Verlander's off the table, DeGrom's off the table, Turner's off the table. There was nowhere they could have turned if they didn't get judge. They just need to make, you know, whether it's going out and trading for Brian Reynolds, they need to do something to close this gap. Getting Benintendi doesn't do that. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel much better, Neil, 
if they go now, I don't think they're going to sign Nimmo because I think Nimmo is going to get overpaid by somebody, which, by the way, is a big mistake. I would not give Nimmo $140 million. He's a nice player. He, I, I know the geeks love him. $140 million, and he's injury prone too. That has disaster written all over it. Would not do it for the Yankees or the Mets for that matter. Is Brian Reynolds a move that makes you feel like the Yankees have closed the gap? Yes, that's a move that I would feel I would feel great about. Now, the the market and like what I've seen comparison trades out there, like it wouldn't take an insane haul to do that because the Pirates the last few years have been trying to get just volume of prospects and, and quantity over quality. So they haven't taken, you know, the best prospects and the deals they have made. So that's a move that, yes, that would get me excited about next year's team. Right now, I have the same feeling I did seven weeks ago. It's nice, Judge is back, and it's nice he'll be a forever Yankee and whatever. I, I care about the team winning. I don't care about how much money Aaron Judge makes. So the team winning the championship is why I'm a fan, and they're not anywhere closer to doing that than they were seven weeks ago. They have a lot to do here. And Hal can't leave it as an empty problem. I'm going to get Judge and do more. And what the, the more out there, it's it's dwindling. The options are coming off the table left and right. So uh, I don't know. I mean, to me. Time to go to work. Let me ask you this, Neil. Let me ask you this. If Aaron Judge wins the World Series in any of these nine years, it validates this contract. That's the way I look at it right now, Neil. Listen, it's all well and good. Yankee legacy, great. Monument Park, great. Yankee captain, great. For me to look back on this in five years and six years and eight years to say, well, was it a success or was it a failure? Yankees got to win a title. Case closed. A hundred percent. You ha- he has to win in this in this nine year window. If I mean, it's crazy. You know, five years ago that we're sitting here and, and they still haven't won. But yes, he has to win once. That's fine. Once, like. That that makes everything, you know, with the Sabathia deal, with the Teixeira deal, A-Rod's deal, it all made it worth it for that one. So, yes, if he wins once here, that's fine. Uh, but getting to that one has been the hurdle. Getting past the Astros is not going to go away. They're not they're not getting older. They're not getting worse. They just keep plugging their holes with younger guys. So, um, yeah, just they have to find a way to get close to them, get closer to them. Uh, and maybe that's, you know, giving Peraza and Volpe jobs out of spring training, which they'll never do. But that would be nice. Maybe it's trading for Brian Reynolds, getting Benintendi, signing, you know, another starting pitcher. Um, you know, so far this offseason, what have they done? They got Tommy Canley back. I like that move. They misread the pitching market by not qualifying Tyone, and then he goes out and gets 68. Yeah, I mean, that's a fair point, Neil. Now, listen, if they would have brought Tyone back for a qualifying offer, I would have been really annoyed. But he would have, I think he would have turned it down. You know, I, I don't. Well, at this point, yeah, you're probably right. You're probably right. And they would have gotten something out of it. Fair point. Fair counter. Even if he accepts it, like I'm not a Tyone fan, but if he accepts it and he's the he's your number five guy making, you know, whatever it ended up being, 19 million, you deal with that because now look at like Tyone, you know, Tyron Walker and what Tyone's getting and like these, like Mike Clevenger, like these deals are insane. So for them to go out and get like Rodon, it's gonna be it's gonna be costly and and he's another guy who's hurt all the time as well. So um, I don't know what they're gonna do here, but like I said, the the prime options are going fast and and they can't miss out on them. They've already missed out on a bunch waiting on judge. So I don't know what their plan is, but we've seen their plan the last few off seasons and it's usually get no one or make one big deal and then don't do anything. And that that's not going to work anymore. It's proven it doesn't work. This team needs change. We've said this the last few years, like to see that judge is back. Great. But we got Rizzo back last year. That was just the same team to bring Ben and Tendi back. That's nice. But again, it's the same team. They need to make 
changes. And they're probably going to have to do that through the trade market rather than the, the free agent market. Well, let's see how they get better, Neil. They need to get better. Right now, they're not good enough. Judge is back great, but not good enough. You notice from the Yankee fan, and Neil's great, love his stuff on Keep to the City, good friend of the program. The Yankee fan is happy about the fact that Judge is back. The Yankee fan is also hungry for more. Like, this is not good enough for them. And that's the way it should be. The great Elmhurst. Charlie, up next. Hello, Charlie. Hey, JJ. So, yesterday, by about 5.30 or something, I thought he was gone. Oh, how could you not? I mean, listen, Heyman doesn't make this stuff up. Heyman is well-connected with Boris. This is not a situation of a guy who usually jumps the gun on this sort of stuff. But I will say this, Charlie. I thought he was gone at 5.30. When we didn't get an update between 5 and when I went to bed, I kind of went to sleep saying, you know what? There's wiggle room here for the Yanks to go and get this done. And yeah, then when I woke up and I was relieved that he's coming back. But of course, I agree with, I agree with like, if like rationally, Yankee fan will like, like you, like relief, just relief because thank God it would have been embarrassment if they show if he gone to San Diego or San Francisco. And this time, I got to give the Yankee owner credit. I give all the shit uh, from, I mean, he gets all the shit and all the criticism. This time I'll give him credit because I think, I think like Cashman did everything he can to make him leave. Like he's the guy who doesn't care about player. He he's only cares about the numbers. And this time around, how, you know, disregarded that. Judge was so important to this organization. Yes, I need one World Series, just one World Series. But bottom, he was so important to the bottom line. He, he needed to come. Well, and Charlie, now you got your face of the franchise, right? Like there always seems to be a player that is identified with a certain period of history within the New York Yankees. We're too young for Ruth and Gehrig and DiMaggio and Mantle and Munson and Reggie to a lesser extent. The 80s, for me, I was too young for Don at his peak, but 90s, I grew up, that was my guy. Then immediately Derek Jeter became the next guy. That is important for the fabric of the New York Yankees, having that sort of player that you're going to see all over the place. That is going to be the identifiable leader, face of your franchise, and best player. The Yankees now have that in Aaron Judge. Charlie is going to be the next captain. He's going to go into Monument Park. He's going to be a Yankee for life. But in order to have that sort of storybook Yankee career, I'm sorry, you got to go and win, dude. And yes, he needs to win one. But at this point, point uh, the team is not good enough. Like everybody says, like, I need more moves. I want want Rodon. That'll be great. Ben Intendi, bring him back and get rid of Donaldson. I care of those steps and play the kids. Judge has to be the, you know, you got to compliment Judge. Well, and that's the key with this sort of contract. You got to find ways to have affordable players that are on the up and up that are making no money. If Peraza and Volpe can be those guys, Charlie, in the middle infield, that helps you a lot, dude. That helps you a lot. And I think Volpe's coming in probably in the midseason. I think it's going to be Cabrera uh, and uh, Peraza starting at short. Well, here's what I'm curious to see, Charlie. This, to me, is the most fascinating question now for the Yankees this offseason. Is Glaber Torres on this team opening day? Uh, I don't know. Listen, right now, I don't know. If LeMayu was right, 100% right, 
I'd say probably not. But what is DJ's role on this team? Is he going to be at third base? Is he going to be at second base? Do the Yankees cut bait on a guy like Josh Donaldson? I don't know. They should. You're going to have to take, you know, 20 cents on a dollar to do it. But I think I speak on behalf, uh, on behalf of most Yankee fans. I don't want Donaldson on this team. I don't want Hicks on this team. And if it means you got to eat it, so be it. But Glaber to me is the fascinating question. Is he a Yankee next year? Let's head to uh, Chris in New Jersey who joins us next. Chris, hello. JJ, I'm feeling great. And I remember last uh, fall, back in October, that dreaded day when the season was finally over, I told you that the Yankees had to sign Judge and they had to go beyond it because there was a good chance that they were already going to make this season a success. Now, I want to ask you this. Now, with Judge getting big money, similar to Cole, are those expectations going to increase? Like, we've seen Cole where he's pitched really good in the postseason, and there have been a lot of critics of him. Now, with Judge getting big money, do you expect expectations to rise of that sort? Listen, I think the Yankee fan will be accountable to Aaron Judge. Chris, last year, he did not perform in the postseason. Neither did anybody, for that matter, in the Yankee lineup outside of Rizzo and Harrison Bader. And Chris, let me ask you this question. What happened to Aaron Judge in that Houston series? Uh, he disappeared. Well, no, no, no. But how did the fans, how did the fans respond to Aaron Judge? Is my, is, and, and I got news for you. Chris, he will get booed again if he does not hit. That's the way it goes. Listen, that's what you signed up for playing in New York. John Carlos Stan had to deal with it. Alex Rodriguez had to deal with it. Derek Jeter had to deal with it. The Yankee fan will give Aaron Judge the benefit of the doubt in the regular season. They will. They'll be happy about the fact that he's back, that he's their guy. On and on we go. He don't hit in the playoffs? Dude, everybody gets booed if you don't hit in the playoffs. That's that's part of the course. Yeah, that's true. And I'll finish up with this. Uh, I wanted to ask you, what are your chances of Torres getting traded? And where? what would you want in exchange for him? All right, I'll leave you, JJ. Peace. That's a great question, Chris. I think I want arms. That's what I would want. Guys that can help me down the road, whether it's in the rotation or out of the bullpen, power arms. Like, I'm not in love with the idea of getting Pablo Lopez from the Marlins. That's a no for me. I know that trade was rumored back in July. I, I, I for one, would not make that move. I want young power arms for Torres. And I guess they could trade him and put Waldo at second base or DJ at second base. They could do that. I think it's easy to trade a guy like Torres if you go and keep Benintendi or trade for a Brian Reynolds. Because then you're like, all right, my outfield set, I don't need Waldo there. I can have Waldo kind of fill in the gaps in the infield. And he could be that kind of jack-of-all-trades type of player. Let's head to Michael, who joins us next. Michael, what's up, pal? Uh, I'm with everybody else, JJ. Um, you know, I think th- this was this was a how um to me. Cashman's job, you know, starts now. Uh, you know, go earn your money now. This this was par for the course, and, and this has had to get done. Now, yeah, you, you know, you said it perfectly. You held serve. Now the rest of the moves are are what's going to put this team over the top to take it to the next level. And, and you know, if, if it's a rundown, you know, that that's ideal. And, you know, I'm with, I'm with you. I think – if Donaldson and Hicks are on this team uh, opening day, I'm going to be very pissed off. I, I think you got to you got to eat some of that money, which I'm sure you're going to have to do. Uh, you know, do it. But you know, that's it. Uh, addition by subtract uh, subtraction, in my in my opinion. And, and 
let the kids play. I mean, you know, Peraza, Cabrera, Volpe, find a way to get them in the lineup and, and, and on the field every day and see what you go from there and build, you know, build around this guy and you got your, your veterans and hopefully uh, DJ stays healthy and, and then you go from there. But uh, now, now's where Cashman's going to earn his new contract because this was this was to save embarrassment and get the egg off your face. And now, now go make this team better. Amen to that, Michael. Good point. And is that Carlos Rodon? Is that Andrew Benintendi? Is that your youngsters really stepping up? I think that'll play out. All right, let's take a couple more, and then we're going to say goodbye. Ian joins us. Hi, Ian. How we doing, buddy? JJ, what's going on? JJ, it feels like... Uh, Ian, what's going on with you? Uh, top of the morning, top of the afternoon to you. Feels like a little bit like a weight off the shoulder, but I mean, I agree with what everybody said. I mean, this is this is status quo. On the Glaber Torres stuff, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know how much the DJ news really impacts that because I, I think you just put Waldo at second base. And if it was me, you know, I know everybody's hot on Rodone and I understand it, but I don't know the way the pitching market looks right now. I don't know you want to be giving 6-180 to... To Verdone, given the injury history, he's eight. I just that makes me uncomfortable. What I would do, deal Torres to the Marlins for Pablo Lopez, and then go out and get Benintendi, or even you know, I know people are worried about Nimmo, but I would go get Nimmo. Nimmo's injury prone, dude. I understand he's a terrific on base guy. You don't have to worry about him in New York. He'd be your obvious leadoff guy. Get on base right in front of Aaron Judge. You could sell me on Nimmo being a fit. Nimmo at $140 million, Ian, I cannot do. And know this. Now that the Giants have missed out on Aaron Judge, the Giants are probably going to overpay dramatically for Brandon Nimmo. You know it, and I know it. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, what do you, what do you, what would you think about if if the Pirates would do it? Torres plus a prospect for Brian Reynolds. I don't know why the Pirates would want Glaber Torres though, as he's getting closer to free agency. I, I'd be dancing in, dancing with the idea of getting Brian Reynolds or Andrew Benintendi. I'm cool with either one. I, I'd love either one on the Yankees. They're lefty. They fit. That's exactly what they should be looking to do to diversify the lineup. But my question to you would be, why do the Pirates want Gleyber Torres? Like, what good is he going to do then? I guess my concern is any Reynolds trade is going to include one of Volpe and Peraza. And I don't want to be the prospect hugging guy, but I, I agree with you. I think that's the middle infield for the next five or six years. Well, I think that's what the Yankees want to do. And Ian, that is why, to your point, I don't think the Yankees end up with Reynolds. I think they're looking at Peraza and Volpe and they're saying, these are my middle infield. And we can transition DJ LeMay to third base. We have him on the contract the next couple of years. We have Waldo there as kind of a caddy. Could put him at second, could put him at short, put him at third, play him in the outfield, play him all over the place. And heaven knows, guys, guys break down. There'll be plenty of at bats for him. That's kind of my thinking and what the Yankees are looking to do. I could be wrong, but that's what I'm thinking. All right, Doug, he joins us next. What's up, Douglas? Hello, yes. Hi, Doug. How we doing, buddy? JJ, um, one other note about next year. I mean, uh, opening the season at Yankee Stadium, March 30th, San Francisco Giants are... Well, at least we're not going to have to worry about seeing Aaron Judge in the uh, peach San Francisco Giants uh, black and orange hat. You know, we, we don't have to worry about that. Thankfully. Can you imagine that scene? I mean, uh, if uh, yesterday was true. Uh, but uh, yeah, that. so uh, yeah, I I like the adjective that you used, relieved. Um, yes. Um, but um, yes, I, I, in, in terms of uh, uh, the 
see the construction of the offense outside a judge that concerns me. And of course, we saw in the playoffs. Um, and I, I, I do agree with the idea that maybe the X factor is bringing up these youngsters. And oh, it's got to be Douglas. Listen, it's got to be. That's the mo for the Astros. You got to hope that your young players are up to the challenge. Listen, you can't have a twenty-five million dollar player at every single position in baseball anymore. It doesn't work that way. Look at the Dodgers. The Dodgers say goodbye to guys. The Astros say goodbye to guys. You got to have big money, big ticket items complemented with guys who are on the rise. Is that Volpe? Is that Peraza? Is that Waldo Cabrera? I hope so. I hope so. The sense I'm getting from the Yankee fan today, that the real judge is back, the relieved judge is back, but what's next? What's next? All right, we'll close it out with the great Jeff Money in Queens like we do on every show. Hello, Jeff Money. So I know you're relieved about Judge. It's nice to have someone from the beginning to the end, and they got to put that C on his. Yeah, listen, that's great, man. It's great for all the kids who have Aaron Judge T-shirts and jerseys. I like it. You know I'm a big believer in Yankee history. I'm a sucker for that sort of shit. So I'm thrilled. I am thrilled that Aaron Judge is back. At the same time, though, Jeff Money, I don't want him to be a career loser. I want him to win a championship. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what you need. I mean, he's great. He's great for the team. Great for the kids. Absolutely. I hope I hope Pete Alonso can be a long time Met. You know, on my end. You know what I'm saying? Oh, I think you'll get that. I do think you'll get that. Not this year. Not this offseason. Alonso. The Mets are going to make sure Alonso's here for a long period of time. Don't you worry. And definitely, you know, it was a good move for uh, for uh, Judge to uh, to stay in New York. I know he has. You know, family, and he grew up on the West Coast. And I know people, uh, someone mentioned about they did win three championships, you know, in the past, whatever. But the Yankees are in the playoffs every year. They are, and he's the identifiable face of the franchise. And that matters, Jeff Money. That matters. That matters on and off the baseball field. He wanted to feel the love. He wanted to feel taken care of. I think he got what he wanted. All right, now it's time to go win. Case closed. Absolutely, absolutely. You got a little scared yesterday with the misinformation, but you know, you saw how it was for a second to feel like, oh, did we lose him? But you didn't lose him, and that's the main thing that counted. They couldn't lose him, but now it's about what's next, Jeff Money. Because right now, as is, the Yankees are not a championship team. They're not. Right. You need more things to add, and then the Mets got to do the same thing. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. Well, we'll see what we'll see what goes on next. Uh, Jeff Money, what are you betting Thursday night? Oh, okay. We'll talk about. Uh, I gave an edge to uh, the Raiders. It's a tough game because you got to pick it to Thursday night. They are begging you to t- Jeff Money. Let me tell you something. They are begging you to tease Vegas, aren't they? That makes me think the Rams plus six to the right side in the game because anybody who is looking at that game objectively is going to say the Rams are three and nine. This season is over. Vegas has won three in a row. They're hot. Actually, I think they've won four in a row. They're really starting to come together. I don't even know what it is, but they're on a winning streak. Vegas teased with whatever you like on Sunday is going to be a very popular play. I'm just warning everybody out there, beware. That's all I'm going to say. Beware. If, if, if it was any other game, I wouldn't even uh, want to even touch it. But since a Thursday night game, you got to give an edge to something. And, of course, it's not one of the five for both of us. We'll, we'll give our five, of course, uh, for tomorrow night's, uh, tomorrow night's uh, pod. But as far as that game itself, yeah, it's just a crappy game, you know? Yeah, listen, the Raiders are at least entertaining to watch, though, Jeff Money. Appreciate the call. Devontae Adams making plays. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute stud. You know I love the fella, JJ. I mean, that's why I got an affinity in my heart for Justin Jefferson and Josh Jacobs. JJ's, you know, we are 
We are a united front. We're a cult these days. There's a lot of us. And I want JJ's doing well, for the most part. As long as they're not going against my teams. I'll be taking the Rams tomorrow night. So hold your nose bet, but I'll be taking the Rams. We'll have so much more tomorrow on our Football Friday pod. Tremendous job with all the calls here on the Spotify Live today. It wouldn't be a big day in Yankee land without Jacko checking in. So I'm super stoked that Jacko is going to join us. And we're actually not in a miserable mood today. There's that. Jacko, up next. I wouldn't say it's a day to be overjoyed in Yankee land. I would say it's a day of relief. The Yankees avoided embarrassment. And it's good that I'm welcoming back by popular demand our main man, Jacko, after positive Yankee news, not humiliation and embarrassment and despair. Uh, I'm relieved that Aaron Judge is back. How are you, buddy? I'm good, thanks. How are you? I, I think you summed that up uh, very succinctly and perfectly. I mean, it is, you really can't be like doing jumping jacks or anything because they're going crazy, fist pumping. I mean, I guess you can be, but they're basically, right now, they have the same team they had last year, essentially. So there's still more work to do, but, but bringing Judge back, I, I think a sigh of relief is definitely in order. You're correct. Well, the Yankees acted like the Yankees, Jacko. That's what it boils down to. Aaron Judge bet on himself. He had this monster season. He breaks Roger Maris' record. And the Yankees had to up the ante. That's all that comes down to it. They had to go and show him, hey, you're the best player in baseball. We're going to treat you as such. I'm not going to lie, though, dude. I've been confident all along. He's coming back. He's coming back. The Yankees will get it done. They're not going to lose this guy. When I saw the arson tweet, from Heyman yesterday, I kind of was like envisioning what life would be like, Jacko, in Yankee land without Aaron Judge. That thought went through my mind, man. It's funny. You know, I was a wise-ass yesterday because I disliked Cashman and Hal so much. I wanted to see them embarrassed and, and fall on their face because all along, I mean, I'm like, if, if you look at everything that Judge means to the Yankee Yankees, obviously on the field, but, you know, all the stories of him being, you know, the the captain in all but name, in everything but name. So he the, he's a clubhouse guy. They have the judges chambers out in right field. That's a marketing thing. They have so many jerseys that they sell. There's so many tie ins with him and the Yankees. The thought of him not being there, I, I just think they just had they just couldn't let it happen. It just couldn't happen. So even though I was a wise ass yesterday and I wanted them to fall on their face when, when it looked like it was going to happen with the infamous John Heyman tweet that will follow him for the rest of his career. Uh, when you started to look at the Yankees without Aaron judge and you're like, my God, what is this team without him? Like uh, from a lineup perspective alone, you know, 62 home runs, 130 RBIs. I mean, he's probably never going to do that again, but he's such a massive part of their lineup and such a massive part of their offense. And even with him, the whole second half of the season and into the postseason. Their, their offense wasn't great. So, you know, they they had they struggled to score runs. They struggled to get hits. So if you take him out of that lineup, what do you have? What are you left with? I mean, what are you watching on the field? What lineup could they put together? And, and when Cashman comes out and says, I don't know how much of that was smoke and how much of it was real, but he's like, well, you know, we'd probably have to pivot. I don't know what we'd do. I mean, I don't think I'm they not knew, sure they Jacko. really did know what they would do. Jacko, I don't think they had a plan B. And you could see the look in Aaron Boone's face yesterday when he talked with the media. First of all, he looked terrible. He had the jacket that didn't match the shirt. Right. He had the bags under the eyes. He looked like he had aged about 10 years. And listen, that fear within the Yankees is justified, in my opinion, because it's not like they could have pivoted and said, oh, well, we're going to go and get so-and-so, and that's going to make it okay. Brandon Nimmo, 
Could you imagine if the Yankees lose out on Aaron Judge and they try to sell you on Brandon Nimmo and Reynolds from the Pirates? Go get it. 28, here we come. Like, you couldn't do that if you had a big, bad New York Yankees. No chance. I mean, that's the thing. When you looked at the landscape and you're like, I was trying to think to myself, I'm like, well, do they go blow the bank on Correa now? And like you bring in him who's not a Yankee fan favorite by any stretch of the imagination. He's an infielder. So what do you what happens with the outfield? You know, do they play games with moving guys out into a different position now? You know, do you do you go out and get a um, you know, a Bogarts, but it's the same situation? I'm like, you know, it'd be classic Yankees, they'll sign Bogarts and try to make him into a right fielder or something, you know? So it was like I, I think they kind of looked into the abyss too and were like, if we don't get judged, you know, there's no other big outfielder that's on the market there. You know, Nimmo doesn't do it for me by any stretch of the imagination. So it's like what what were you going to go do to replace him? And I think they realized that everything he means to the team, you know, and Hal was like, oh, that's right. I own the New York Yankees. So we have a license to print money. Let's just act like it, you know, and, and because we have to. I mean, it, it was desperation, I think, on, on their part when they really thought that I think a lot of times they think, well, we're the Yankees. And I think he want obviously he wanted to be a Yankee. They had that was the one thing they had in their pocket. But. When you grow up, you know, he grows up in California, he grows up as a Giants fan, and your childhood favorite team is there staring at you, and they're making you a pretty good offer. And I didn't even know yesterday or last night that the Padres were involved, who who might be like, the Yankees are my favorite team, but I, I admire the Padres probably as much as any franchise, because, you know, they have Machado, Tatis, and Soto. They go out and try to throw the bank at Trey Turner, and then they, they offer Judge a better deal than he got with the Yankees. I mean... That's an ownership group that gets it, that goes out and is like, we're going all in and we're going to we're going to put the best team on the field we can and put stars on the field. I mean, you know, you got to respect that. And, you know, one of these days they're going to finally surpass the Dodgers and, and get there, but um, or surpass somebody and get there in the National League. But, yeah, I, I, I think eventually the Yankees were like, we just we have to do this. Like, we don't want to pay this amount of money. The luxury tax, which Hal is concerned about, I'm sure was a factor, but. Thank God they did the right thing, and I, I think everybody's happy. Well, now he's going to be a Yankee for life. He's probably going to get the number in Monument Park. He is the de facto captain, so I don't know yep. if it's this year or next year or whatever. He's ultimately going to be. Yeah, I mean, listen, you want to go and announce it at his press conference, be my guest. He's the next Yankee captain following the footsteps of Derek Jeter. Right. They had to do this, Jacko. We know the deal, though. Eight, nine, ten-year contracts historically in baseball. They don't work out. Our buddy Bill from Los Angeles was mocking. By the way, uh, I hope you enjoyed my retort of the Mookie perfect. Betts. Perfect. the perfect hey, answer. And you know what? I'm sure he liked Mookie Betts on a 10 or 11-year contract. Just saying. No question. So at least our team, which right now has a lot of work to do, is taking care of their own. But what validates success in your opinion? Is it five terrific years from Judge? Or is it that combined with the World Series. To me, Jacko, and it's not all going to be on Aaron Judge, obviously, but he needs to, at some point in his career, have one of those postseasons where he's Jeter in 2000, he's A-Rod in 2009, he says, all right, fellas, get on my back, I'm bringing you home, I'm bringing home the hardware. He's been in the playoffs a ton, so it's like such a different comparison than a guy like Mattingly, where they didn't get the opportunities, they didn't have the pitching. You didn't have the expanded postseason like you have now. Listen, Judge should be in the playoffs eight out of the next nine years, and that's probably bad. That means the Yankees screwed up along the way with the way the playoffs are set up. <laughs> right. But does he need, in your opinion, that World Series 
to have the ultimate sense of vindication with this contract? I think the answer is yes. The answer is absolutely. To be a Yankee immortal, you have to have the postseason moment. You have to have the postseason greatness. You have to have a ring. I mean, you know, guys that were, you know, look at look at a guy like Paul O'Neill, who was a very good player, but he gets his number retired. Why? Because he was on four World Series teams in the 90s and won four World Series. So even a guy who was sort of tangential to their success, a part of it, but not the main cog in the machine, he gets his number retired because it's all about World Series for the Yankees, World Series success, getting to the World Series, winning World Series. So Judge, even though obviously, you know, he's he's surpassed Maris now. He has the Yankees home run record, you know, beyond Ruth, beyond Maris. He's the American League home run champ that he will always have that. He will always be known for that. But you have to have postseason success, I think, to be a Yankee immortal. When you said, you know, the plaque in, in center field and the outfield, you know, the number retired, he's well on his way to that, certainly. But I think you know, you have to have postseason success really to be among the greats, you know, in the pantheon of Yankee greats. He needs to have a World Series, at least one. Now, this contract, you know, I I hate these long-term contracts. The guy's 31 years old. In his case, I, I understand it and they needed to do it. But the reality is, you know, it's going to be good for four or five years, I think, just because given his body size and type, he's, you know, odds are he's not going to age well. Hopefully he's the the exception rather than the rule. And he will age well and will get production for the, for all nine years of the contract. But I think realistically, you're looking at, you know, a five-year window of him to really perform up to the contract. And after that, it has the potential to be dead money. But if you're the Yankees, dead money shouldn't be a factor because you have a license to print money. So, yeah, you'll be paying him and he's not going to be producing at the rate that he is now or or will be over the next couple of years, hopefully. But you know, it doesn't really matter because you're really paying for the front end production and you're paying for everything that he brings to the team, you know, in the clubhouse, everything he does in these early years. So I, I think it's totally justifiable and everybody chirping at me on Twitter about like, well, you know, it's so much money and the Yankee, you know, it's going to Yeah, when them. I hear that, Jack, are the Yankee fans or are they Kansas City Royal fans? Right. Like, what, what the, the, the Yankee fan was against giving Judge this contract. What did you want? Now, you could argue they screwed it up by not extending him sooner, right. like in 2019 or 2020, and they could have bought out some of those free agent years. Right. And maybe they would have saved a couple of bucks. Fine. You could make that argument, even though he probably would have had an opt out anyway. He would have gotten the big contract anyway. But like, what do you want the Yankees to do here? Do you want the Yankees to be wrong like a mom and pop organization? Come on now. I mean, the the one caveat is that, unfortunately, Hal is not his father. So the money, I think, I means more that. to him. You know, he's worried about the luxury tax. He's much more of a bean counter. You you hope that maybe they've learned the lesson from that. I mean, you, you know, like I mentioned the Padres before, you look at the Phillies, right? The Phillies make a magical run to the World Series. And what do they do? Do they rest on those laurels? No, they go out and throw a boatload of money at Trey Turner. Right. So it's like these teams that want to go all in, act like you want to go all in. And you are the New York Yankees with the biggest payroll in the sport, given the Yes Network and everything else that comes with New York and all the all the marketing things they have. You have the biggest bankroll. So you shouldn't care. Like the Dodgers don't care about luxury tax. Why do you? You know, why does Hal? I mean, because Hal's heart is not really in winning, I don't think. But the this is a sign that, OK, in certain circumstances, I mean, I know with Garrett Cole, he went big. They, they went big on Judge, who was a homegrown guy who you would have hated to lose. And for a million other reasons, they had to do it. But show me something, Hal, and go out and go get Rodon, right? Go get well, a big pitcher. I was going to ask you that. I'm right there with you. Rodon is the guy I want. 
I tell you right now, Jacko, they signed Rodon for a big five, six-year contract, and they bring back Andrew Benintendi, let's say. I don't want Nimmo. First of all, they're not going to get Nimmo. Nimmo's going no, to the Giants no. or somewhere. I'm right. not paying a guy who is injury-prone $140 million. No, thank you. I tell you, Rodon, they bring back Benintendi, maybe another bullpen arm. And I like Canley coming back, by the way. Me He's too. a nut job. He's a badass. I like him. Right. Are you satisfied then with the Yankee offseason? Yeah, if they get Rodone and they get Benintendi, I'll, I'll be happy and bringing Judge back because I think that's an improvement because you get a full year of Benintendi as a lefty. You get another lefty in there and and a full year of him. He's at over 300 hitters, so he's going to get on base, which they desperately need. Um, I, you bring up the kids again, let the kids have a full year of run. Maybe Volpe gets a little taste, you know, all-star break or something when they're ready to bring him up. Give the kids a chance to mix in a little life and you get Rodon with that. That's a respectable rotation if you put him in there with Cole and Seve and Nestor and, and Montes, unfortunately. But the top four are good, great, and that's a solid rotation. And you have a solid lineup. I would give that a that I would give that a thumbs up on the uh, off season. Now, Hal allegedly told Judge in the off season, "We have enough. We're going to do enough to go get you and go get somebody else. Spend more money." So let's. I, I want to see it. The winter meetings aren't over yet. You know, do that. I don't think Benintendi is going to cost a fortune. I think he liked it in New York. I'm not saying he's going to give you a hometown discount, but at least he knows what he's getting there. He's not going to be reluctant to sign there. A full year of him in that outfield. You know, Bader, Benintendi, and Judge. That's, that's, that's a good, a good outfield. outfield. And it's I like outfield. Waldo bouncing around. Waldo I bouncing around. You fire Aaron Hicks in- into the sun, get, give oh, him his please. walking him papers. Him and Donaldson. Eat please. the money. I don't I mean, want to see them again. If get they can get rid of Donaldson, of tie him to a prospect and just get him out of town, eat, eat some money. Like all these things are easier for me to say. It's not my money. But again, you're the Yankees. It's just money. If you could eat some of that 25 mil that he's owed and get him out of town, that, that would do a world of good among the fan base. I think in the clubhouse, I think on the field, certainly. So I, I, those are the, that's what I would like to see. Let's let's hope. Here's a million dollar question for you, though. Do you trade Gleyber Torres? Well. I think so. Yeah, because I, I don't know. It's just one of those things where he, you know, he's shown flashes, but he's never lived up to what he was supposed to be. I like Glaber generally. He, go, you know, he'll get on these hot, hot runs. and You're like, that's the guy. That's the guy we were told about. But then he goes through these cold streaks and it just seems like he's lost. Sometimes he makes the mental mistakes, you know, doesn't run stuff out, does some dumb things sometimes. It just may not work here. You know, it may not work in New York. And if you could trade him for some value, it's a shame because if you look back on the, you know, the baby bombers and all the hope for the future in 2017, <clears throat> excuse me, when you had Clint Frazier, who's gone, you had Miguel Andahar, he's gone, you had Gary Sanchez, who's gone, and then you have Glaber is like the last of those soldiers. And it's like, you know, you're not going to get the value for him where once it was like he was untouchable. And Cashman used to talk about every GM anytime they wanted to trade for a big arm or whatever, that was always Glaber was the guy they wanted. He certainly doesn't have that, but I think I think it's time to see what you have with this new wave of kids, and, and I think it's probably time to trade while he still has some high value. And I think a big key, Jacko, if this is ultimately going to end up being a championship team, yes, it's spending money on a guy like Rodon and tweaking in free agency, but you need you youngsters to come up and make immediate impact. You look at teams that have won. The Dodgers, it was Bueller, it was Urias, it was Will Smith. Uh, 
the Braves, they do it with all sorts of different guys. Albies, Riley. Look at the Astros. The, the Astros, Astros lose guys Pena. and everybody, guys come up and they're great, right? Isn't it crazy they lose Justin Verlander for 40-something million? He's uh, a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a Yankee killer. And I'm like, yeah, the Astros aren't going to miss a beat in the rotation. Right. It's sick. They'll find somebody. You No question. So that's why the Yankees need to develop. And I think, to your point on Torres, I'm hopeful. Now, I don't know if these kids are going to be able to hold up their end of the bargain. But I think the Yankees are envisioning Jacko, Peraza, and Volpe as their middle infield for like the next eight years. That's what they I want. I think so. I think so. That's their hope. That's the plan, right? That's the plan. And and I mean, and and Peraza already showed he belongs. I mean, he had some big moments and he 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 fit in there. So, you know, Volpe is is even the greater hope. I, I I'm always very very cautious about that. I'm I, I, you know I, I hope I'm wrong, but Judge is the last Yankee prospect that they've developed, and they were never high on Judge. The guy they were high on was Greg Bird. The two guys they were high on were Gary Sanchez and Greg Bird, and Judge was an afterthought. And Judge turned out to be Judge. So they they lucked into that one. But before that, you know, you go back to the core four, which was literal lightning in a bottle, like a miracle, right, to hit on four guys. You know, two guys are first ballot Hall of Famers and two guys are borderline. Um, so th- you're never going to see that again. But, you know, they tout these guys. And I just went through the list of, you know, Clint Frazier, Glaber, who's okay, but hasn't really been the Glaber that it was promised, you know, and and Sanchez and all these other guys, and going way back, they don't have a great history of of their prospects that they hype delivering. So, I hope I'm wrong. I hope they do. They hope they do live up to the billing, but th- you got to be a little cautious with that. I think. Yeah, fair. But the teams that are doing That's it right, Jacko, they're developing. That's so right. If the Yankees want to be doing it right. They got to be time one of those to start teams. nailing on these guys. Listen, yep. all in all, great seeing you. Uh, I'm glad that we're not in mourning today. A- and maybe uh, Bill from Los Angeles will get Xander Bogarts under his Christmas tree. I don't know. <laughs> like, uh, I would prefer the Red Sox continue to be penny pinchers. That's that's my hope. Let them go to the Cubs. Let them go somewhere else. I know. Else. They, make, uh, they make Steinbrenner look like uh, Rockefeller, like throwing money around. It's crazy. I know. I don't know what happened to the Red Sox. It's like... I think it's like the Cold War, you know, like the U.S. and Russia, the U.S. and Soviet Union kind of beat each other down. And they're like the Soviet Union. I think they've spent all their money and they're just tired now. It's like the, it's like the end of their empire. So it's a, it's tough to see a once great, once great rival right back in the in the basement. But I'll get through it. I think we'll be OK, buddy. Good seeing you. Happy holidays. Hey, just Merry one, Christmas. Holy Cross oh, Crusaders. Go get go get them this weekend. South Dakota State. Go Sanders. Look at you repping the alma mater. I, I'm proud yeah. of you for that, by the way. FCS playoffs, baby. I was there in the rain on Saturday against New Hampshire. Go, go beat those Jackrabbits, Sanders. Let's go. Can I go bet this game? Is there a spread on this? I'm sure there is. I don't know what it, I don't know what the spread is, to be honest. I looked the other day and I didn't see one, but. You must be able to bet FCS playoffs. You can bet everything, right? There's got to be some. I feel line. like I'm 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 an HC alum by association now with my relationship Basically. with you and, and Simmons. I know South Dakota State's the number one seed, so I'm sure they're favored, and they just they rolled over Delaware, forty-two to six. So um, we'll see. But the Satyrs, you know, they got a fighting chance. They're in there, so we're rooting for them. Well, Jacko, good luck on Saturday. Thank you. Uh, hopefully, some more Yankee presence under the Christmas tree, and uh, we'll hope. talk to you soon. All right. All the best. Take care. Good seeing you, buddy. That's the great Jacko. Always a treat. What a day. Aaron Judge back. Jacko back on the podcast. We're back with a Football Friday show tomorrow. And if anything breaks with all the craziness, who knows? Nimmo, Rodon, we'll have you covered every which way. Good job by Stefan. JJ out.
Be good, everybody.